Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a billion every week. Go. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, is a very special episode, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a treat, so take some note. Right now, I got my brother on the line, man. This man I knew for probably close to 15 years and counting, man. You know what I mean? We done worked at call centers together. We done rapped together in the studios. You know what I'm saying? I know this man, moms, you know, my mom, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a moment right now, you know what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my guy, rapper extraordinaire, heavy lyrics. What's good, B? Hey, hey you did the boards and shit. Like, they got a drink change. You're like, the make some noise. Shit, you know what I mean? You know, so, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, I was gonna put that. I got, I got the audio for that. You know, what I'm saying I'm the, I'm gonna do the editing. Don't worry. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. It's gonna sound like the, you. Went, it's gonna sound like from... you at the Buccaneers <laughs> Stadium. I like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so what's good with you, my brother? I see you in, in, in you LA. Know, you know, Cali vibes, Westside vibes. You know, I love it out here, man. It's like my second home, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, that's man. what it is, man. So, yeah, man, nah, it's good to have you on the show, finally. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I pretty much want to give the people, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a little bit of backstory on who you are, how you came up and stuff like that, trials and tribulations that kept you, you know, wanting to chase this dream and this goal of ours, you know what I mean? Because, you know, there was a point in time we both shared the same dream. We still do. You know what I'm saying? And some people don't really, you know, can't stand the test of time and really, you know, see this thing all the way through because of how difficult it may be. You know what I'm saying? But before we get into all that, you know what I'm saying? Let's just talk about when the dream first started, man. Like, what did it for you? What told heavy lyrics? Like, yo, I mean, when did you fall in love with, with with music before rap? When did you fall in love with music? Let's start there. Well, I fell in love with music. I'm about to tip my head here, uh, time frames. But my first album, album album that I owned, I was in the third grade, was Doggy Style from Snoop Dogg. Hey. My mother, when she heard the words, the curse words and shit that we was playing, Spazzed, you know my mom. She spazzed on me. Took the tape, took the tape. Right, boom. I find it in her drawer. I go back to bumping the snoop. I'm going around the crib. What do you want to be when you go up? I want to be a motherfucker. You know what I mean? I ain't really know what it was, but I just knew that I really loved it. I knew that I really loved it. And then I got Nas's album. The uh. Illmatic. The message. Not oh, the, the message. Not, 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 um, it was written. written it was yeah. written. By the time I had, by the time I had, actually, I also had the Tupac, the double album. And by the time I got to about the It Was Written album, I really could appreciate the artistic form of it and the expression mm -hmm. of it. And I was like, yo, these dudes are super dope because all they're doing is kicking what they living like. You know what I mean? 
So for that, that's what like the love aspect of okay. and then Jay Z, of course, you know, I'm a Hovah's witness, so it's like you know what <laughs> I mean? like that. That's different, you know what I mean? That that that's 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 church every time he speaks. Mm-hmm. But uh the crazy thing is I think the first time I actually took it serious was when we did a you remember we had a little group one hustle. One hustle you, yeah. me, Lamont, he yeah, yeah. Rumon, Wally. Wow, look at that. That's crazy. We had a dream team. Yeah, we man. Had a dream team. We was, running, we was running around, man, going in the uh, TOK studios and all of that, recording. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was a minute ago, bro. That, was, that had to be like, probably like, what, like maybe 12, 13 years ago, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can't hear you. over 10, 15. Yeah, for sure, man. Now, somebody try to hate on it. Somebody try to hate on the interview and call, man. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We blocking those. But yeah, man, nah, nah, I, 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 yeah, for me, I, I feel like, yeah, the, I, I got the same... I fell in love with the same albums, you know what I'm saying? I had the doggy style, I had the it was written, you know, and the message, that song, the message was my was my joint, you know what I'm saying? And Hove, of course, you know, I'm, I'm originally from New York, so I, I gotta love Hove, you know what I'm saying? He's the king out there, you know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, I mean, you didn't mention him, but DMX, you know what I mean? His his first album had me going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Had me want to be a motherfucking I wrote, so I wrote a bike. I rode a bicycle to go get that album mad far. It was like, you you remember where Tampa Bay Mall was? Yeah. Before, right by the stadium. My man, I right. rode a bike from my mom's crib all the way to Tampa Bay Mall to go get that DMX album. Kid. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I miss, I miss those classic albums, man. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I do miss about those that, that type of music is like, it, it definitely had a lot of messaging in it. It had you know, more lyricism in it, and you can actually understand what these people were talking about, you know what I'm saying, versus now. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's worse, you know what I'm saying? It's just what people like, you know, a lot of it got the, it's more about flows, and you can't really understand what people saying, you know what I mean? So, what's, what's your opinion on the way the music game is today from when the times we came up? Do you feel like, you know, it, it, it's better? Or do you feel like a certain democracy? I'm going to I'm gonna say it's almost it's almost unfair to judge it because of the dynamic change so much as far as when we was coming up, brother, they was building it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There was no blueprints for it. It was being built. So these boys knocked down walls that will never be rebuilt. And then with the whole resurfacing of the way music got distributed. You know, there was another niche, and like, really, it, it sucks. You know, being a bit a label owner and an artist, it puts it. It's like a real catch twenty two. So it's like, it's beautiful on the independent grind if you know how to navigate the waters of how the industry is now, to where mm-hmm. you don't need the mega machine. However, if you're not financially stable enough to navigate those waters, you're still not going to be able to, you know succeed and in, to the point where you would like to succeed you know what i mean but now the beauty in it as well is you don't even have to be a megastar to feed your family if you know what to do properly mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying like everybody thinks that number one big hit number one there's some guy 
right now in Texas that me and you are never going to ever hear of. And that man probably getting paid crazy. His street, he probably get 500,000 streams just out of Texas alone. You know what I mean? Like, now, can, can you, before, you, before, you before you proceed, can you elaborate on that for the people that, you know, don't know what that means as far as doing it accordingly and correctly, you know, as an independent artist and really taking advantage of the resources they have today? Well, first things first, you want to have your business right. That's the, the biggest thing that I would emphasize. And I know, I mean, I hate to sound cliche, but like you dealing in a business that there's nothing but sharks here. You get what I'm saying? And if your bag is not right, if you're an aspiring artist and you're giving up everything you got to chase this goal that you got, you got to make sure that you know the parameters of what you're doing because you can end up everything... That glitters ain't gold is the best way to, to describe it. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. if you know, if you have the knowledge to be like, okay, boom, I know that with these websites, with these playlistings, with these this, I'm going to get bigger marketing than if I'm in the strip club and I throw $1,000. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you put your $1,000 towards the proper marketing, that $1,000 is going to already start generating revenue back. That strip club money that you spent looked at cool for the night. Whoever was the hundred people that was there just seen you through a thousand, but that's it. It's no turnaround. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, it's just a fine line of navigating. You know what I mean? You could, do you want the look or do you really want the results? Is I guess what you, in this day society, you know what I mean? Because you can be the most poppinest looking artist. There's hella of those dudes. With what? Like... <laughs> You know what, what I mean? <laughs> but what? Yeah, nah, I, 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 I feel you on that, bro. And that kind of reminds me of sometimes when I see the flyest dude, you know, with the Jordans and the Gucci bell and the Gucci hat, but he's sitting at the bus stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get your priorities oh, right. Definitely. Definitely. That's you know definitely. I mean? hey, you know, like I say, that's all a part of that independent game. You get what I'm saying? Because there's so many hats you have to wear until you have a full team. But when you got a full team, it makes things a lot easier. You know what I mean? Everybody knows it's hard. Every artist who ever started off, I don't care, from Jay-Z, there was a machine behind him. You know, every artist, you know what I mean? There's, there's a team behind them, and that's how you become successful. You just got to build your team up properly. Everybody got to play their position. And yeah, realistically... Yeah. You dropped the jewel just now and kind of went past it. Now, you said you got to wear multiple hats in the beginning to kind of, you know, really formulate yourself, but act as a team and you're wearing multiple hats. Now, describe some of these hats that you're referring to, you know what I'm saying, for the people who don't know. Well, well, check this out. If you're an up-and-coming artist, nobody knows you. You got your Instagram. You got your Facebook. First of all, Instagram and Facebook is two different things. Those are two different jobs. You know what I mean? Those are two different audiences you have to navigate. It's not just one. So, right, you get up in the morning, you got to do all your Facebook joints. You get up in the morning, you got to do all your Instagram joints. That consumes, those are hours. As if you was telemarketing, those are, that was, you just hit however many followers you got, those are all your contacts. You hit them all that day with this info. Boom. You hit the next one with this info. That's just that. You got your Twitters, you got your vlogs, you got your videos, you got your Spotify's, you got your this, that. You know what I mean? There's so many different things. That's that's one hat, right? That's a manager. But when you first coming out, if you don't have that, now you're playing your manager. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Studio time. 
for artists that for artists that's booking studio time. You gotta get studio time. You gotta produce, but you're gonna rap over these beats that eight point two million people got. So it's eight point two of y'all that got the same same beat. And y'all wondering why can't nobody get it cleared or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that. It's just, it's just multiple hats. Like, it's just a lot of stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just rapping. And then if you're an artist, when do you get your time to just rap? You know what I mean? Like, you still yeah, got to be you focusing on the you know You're I mean? focusing on the business and shit. Now, I feel you. Yeah, you know, you got to play your own manager. You got to play your own booking agent. You know, your own your own writer. You Books, know what I'm saying? Booking, bookings and shows. That's a whole nother animal. You get what I'm saying? Right. Getting get, get the bookings and all that, that's a whole nother animal. You know what I mean? So there's multiple hats. You know mm. what I mean? That's what, that's, that's what I'd be referring to. Nah, you know I get I mean? that. I get that. That's what's up. That's definitely what's up, man. Okay. So now I want to talk about, you know, I noticed that a lot of artists, you know what I'm saying, especially in Tampa where we was living at, you know, that, that popped off and doing something significant had to leave to get that success, you know what I'm saying? I want you to touch on that a little bit because, you know, I had a conversation with another artist from Tampa. He was kind of saying the same thing, how, you know, Tampa kind of has that crab in the bucket mentality, you know, to a certain extent, but it kind of forces you to go out and seek bigger opportunities. And then for some reason, that's when the people gravitate to you. What are your thoughts on that? Again, Especially for Tampa, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this respectfully because they, they're they also not acknowledged. Tampa's had a, a, a music history, even before of what the scene that is cracked now. Now, mm-hmm. I'm meaning that, I don't know if you know, you're familiar who Shock G is, right? Shock G, not the one where you used to rap you know with Pop, right? Not Shock G okay. from the... The one they used to he lived in Tampa. Okay. Yes. Okay. There's only one shot, man. There's only Copy. one shot. Shot yeah. lived in Tampa a large part of his life. So we're talking yeah. about the guy who did, who discovered Tupac was from like a large part of his Tampa. He did his high school. He, he was growing up out of Tampa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, you know, you got your Kayas. You got your, you know what I mean? There was, there was some type of stimulus, <laughs> but now, now the narrative is different because it's almost like because Tampa, the city itself, is evolving crazy. So now Tampa is becoming a Miami, New York, California. So because mm-hmm. of that, where every type of business, you know, you got your Super Bowls coming, you got all the billionaires already done invested into downtown. You know what I mean? Like the who's who is already here. It's the new prime land. You know what I'm saying? Like if anybody's in real estate, it's a hot build right now. So with any of that, the attention is going to come. You know what I mean? The, the talent was here. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? There was hella talent that was here. So as far as you definitely, ha- I had this conversation with somebody else too. You definitely have to move because you want to build your relationships organically with these people. You know what I mean? Like I'm in Atlanta all the time. I'm, I'm in New York all the time. You know what I mean? I'm out here all the time building with, the people that I rock with, you know what I mean? So with that organically, these people are like, nah, we, we really rock with buddy. It's not supposed to just the guy that you watch the videos and stuff that you never really are in tune with and seeing. And then even with the relationships, you build these relationships, 
it should if if everything's organic, it should benefit both parties. Mm. You know what I mean? Both parties should 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 do it great. And that was the biggest thing of our generation and the newer generation. Back when 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 I hate to keep referring to like, you know, the older rappers, the 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 DMXs and stuff like that. When they was making their music, it was all about being the number one top dog, and that's cool. But because of that, it wasn't okay to be cool with these other rap niggas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was like, nah, your son's nice, but fuck that nigga. It's right. I, I, I over everything. Now, it's not that. These California mm-hmm. nippers nip is rocking with, with, with Davies. You feel what I'm saying? These... The, it's different, you know what I mean? And these young boys, the Atlanta boys, all the Atlanta boys, they rock with each other, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a genuine, it's a genuine thing. And when it's genuine, it's going to always win. Mm-hmm. When it's organic, it's going to always win, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's always a positive thing. You always want to move, you know what I mean? And, and any upcoming artist who has this vision, you know, you, you expect that somebody to invest millions of dollars into you, they got to see that okay, this dude's work ethic's up, not just recording at his friend's house and making some posts on Facebook right. and Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get so far, but you're going to get them same results too. You know what I mean? Now, that's a fact, bro. And I definitely want to commend you on your grind. You know what I'm saying? I seen you come up, you know, from the mud. I mean, shit, we had, like I said, we, like you said, we had the dream together. We was in the rap crew together. Everybody went their separate ways, but... You know, you stood, you stood the course. And one thing I, I super, super proud of you, bro, and super commend you on and, you know, clap it up for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have the audio clap a little louder, but this is me clapping for you organically. Um, you got into a situation where, you know, you, 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 you had to go away, you know what I'm saying? For, and do some time and shit. And you came back swinging, but I want to touch on when you actually went away, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was, a, it was a sad day. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we heard the numbers you got, it was like, damn, like, can you really bounce back from that? So I want to talk about that time in there and how you kind of, you know, you had to diversify your attention. You had to really, you know, play your role as it, you know, cause you're inside, but I know the dream had to still stay alive. So talk about how you kept that dream alive, but still had to, you know, maneuver the way you needed to in prison. I'm gonna be honest, like the dream, the dream itself made the situation easier because at that time frame, I knew that I could rap. You feel what I'm saying? But I was like, I we was young, we was getting money, like niggas was getting legitimate money. So it was like, all right. We get this money now or we could chase this thing. And when this situation happened, it forced me to sit down. So it forced me at that point to be like, all right, so what do you really want to do with your life? Are you going to get out? Do you want to work for this person? Or are you going to seriously do this? And I elected at that point in time to seriously do that. And when I seriously did that, I meant every day I was writing. And I'm going to tell you something. This is something I don't think I ever said. But this is one thing I'm going to commend you about. Well, ever since we was in high school, bro, you was the first person ever that was like, when they asked you, yo, what do you do? Yo, I'm a rapper. Like, there was nothing else. There was no, yeah, nah, I do this. On It was, yo, and this was from 15, 16 years old, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm a rapper. 
I'm I'm clubs. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm that, and they and it was introduced as that always, and that was the that was the that was the persona. You dig? So it was like stuff like that made me make that decision when I went to. So it was like, I this is what this is what I got to do. So if this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna just go all in with it. Like I'm gonna figure out the business side to it because I don't got nothing but time. You feel what I'm saying? I'm a, mm. I know we can do this rap shit. Let me figure out how to structure songs better. Let me figure out, boom. And then it was a little difficult, obviously, because they had they had me in a spot far away where it wasn't too much hip hop. So I was just kind of like staying in the loop with whatever was on the radio. You know what I mean? Mm. And I wrote to everything, bro. Like, it didn't matter what the hell was on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to keep, you know, keep two things going. But it was like uh yeah. It definitely, it definitely made it definitely made the pastime. And then it also made me realize, like, all right, boom, you and probably the biggest group of critics as a grown man that you could get into. You got your search street dudes, you got real killers, you got rapers, you got all whatever, the biggest scum to the coolest people. You get what I'm saying? If you could appeal to these people who are going to all have the most to say, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. generally the most negative people because every day you wake up in a negative situation, if you could appeal to them people, you could appeal to anybody. And when when that went to happening, like everybody, legitimately, every style of inmate to officers, you know what I mean? Like, yo, my man, I don't know what you're doing, but you probably should be doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just, you know, when I went out, when I came out, it was full steam in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, did you ever, did you, so now that's what's up, man. It sounded, like you said, you sound like the dream helped you pass time, which was fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's, and and you mentioned, you know, kind of right, right into what was on the radio to keep the pen sharp. But how did you like manage to kind of, you know, structure it a little bit? You know, when you said you kind of learned the business in there, like, did you read books? You know, did you constantly call people, at least talk to people that were in the music business, but happened to be locked up as well? Like, how did you do that? I would order books. I would, uh, I would have people, like, I would have my girl go online, print out stories or different just stuff that I had questions on you know what I mean like and I'm still not to by no means of my professor at this shit either I'm still mm-hmm. learning myself you know what I mean but just just what is ASCAP what is BMI what is you know what I mean like this that why is you know what I mean like just the little things you know what I mean and I mean I guess it worked it was it was beneficial Hey, <laughs> yeah, the bounce, the bounce back was crazy, man. I, re- I remember, I think, I think, I, I think me and Lamont came to see you the day you got out. You was like sleeping on your mom's couch, and we came over there and we woke you up and shit. I don't know if that was the day you came home or it was the next day or some shit, but I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah. And and we stepped outside, we chilled, we smoked the L, and you rapped for us. And I remember you was beating on your chest, making the beat. And you was rapping the song and shit. And I was like, damn, like that right there was 
so inspiring and motivation. Like, damn, five years done passed, and like he's still hungry for this shit. He came out just like beating on his chest, fucking saying a rap on beat, and it's just like I feel like all that time, you know, I wouldn't say wasted, but all that time spent in there was just fuel to the fire from when you came out and shit, my brother. Like I, I, I see it coming to fruition. You know what I mean? It's crazy because it was like I also I also grew as a person too because I read a lot of like just enlightening books, you know what I mean? Sharp books just to sharpen yourself, you know, the you know, you, you, forty-eight laws of powers and stuff like that, you know. I grew I grew as a person, so you know, we all we all got everybody grew up. You get what I'm saying? And everybody found their own lane, like like the stuff that you doing the last time we was just here, like my brother, it's just amazing. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's the shit that knowing us as kids, we'd have never been like, like yeah. what are we talking about right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? All the way to doing shit that niggas do like my man. I'm doing records with Jada Kids and Style and Benny Siegel and like bruh, mm. we used to rap over these guys beat and stuff. You know, in my mom's, in my mom's fucking laundry room. You heard? I remember that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's funny as fuck, man. So now I'm glad. I'm glad you touched on those those feature situation. We're gonna get into that soon. But I I, I wanted to talk about how'd you come up with the. I mean, how'd you get involved with the CMG camp? You know what I'm saying? Cause I cause when I when I when you came out, it's like, you know, you 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 kind of got with them. And I think they had they had Mike Will involved, you know what I'm saying, which was a great situation for you. So talk a little bit about how that how that uh, came to fruition. Shit, that that was my first rap situation ever. And that Mike Will was for the Buccaneers at the time. You know what I mean? So my man had you know, he had a bag. And and rap rap to him to own a record label was like something that he just wanted to do because he loved the cross. Somebody who could really do it. He was like, shit, this could work. Mm. So he started, you know, we put the label up together. You know what I mean? And instead of the signing somebody. It was more so I want you to have ownership of this shit, bro. Because a nigga not gonna play football team. So like that kind of shit was was big. You know what I mean? So it was like I my camp. They do their thing, you know, with our powers combined, bro. It's Captain Planet. Right. Mm-hmm. So you still there? Yo, have. But yeah, we got, you know, Mike Will. Play for, play for the Bucks, play for the Bills. Your screen froze, my bro. Yeah. Your screen is frozen. Yeah, can't, something popped up that said your, your network bandwidth is low and then your screen froze. Like you still, you just kind of pause right there and shit. It's still in pause. Yeah, you pause. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, 
Okay, nah, nah, nah. You lighting up the blunt right now? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you move. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we lit. Yeah. So, so now nah, that nah, last thing I heard was, you know, uh, I wanted to build the label up together. He gave you ownership instead of just assigning you as an artist, and then you could continue from there. Rest is history. Mm. See you know what I'm saying? We writing it right now. You know I mean? We writing it right now. So that situation's still going on. Y'all still got the label. He's still involved. Mm. Still building it up. Yeah, absolutely. Good shit. Good absolutely. Shit. We about to start signing some artists too. You know what I mean? Yeah, so tell me about that because I looked on your profile. Let's say start you signing like, some boys, man. It's time to start. Yeah, I, I saw on the profile you was uh, you know, you're into artist development now as well. So you know, what made you want to, you know, put that hat on now? You know what I'm saying? When you're still, you know, building yourself as an artist as well, building the label. Now you want to build other artists. You know, tell me about that endeavor. <laughs> Are you good? The matrix and that. I was doing for the productions that he had for some moment. Yeah, can you hear me? Hear me now? I can hear you. Hear me now? I hear you now. Okay, wait. Yeah, okay. Now you're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. It was frozen again. But now you're good. You're good. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the service over here in this fucking building is trash, bro. It's all good. That's that's why we that's why we got to get back to them real the, them in house podcasts, man. I know, man. I know, man. But nobody expected this COVID nineteen to come circulating the way it did, and now they talking about shit spiking and all this shit. Got the world in a frenzy, yeah, man. Yeah, I do that shit was covered, man. Don't act surprised. You do that shit was covered when they started letting you slide back the second coming, man. Man, listen, man. I'm just I was more concerned about the stocks dropping, but you know. It is what it is. Them shits will go back up. That's a Fendi. But yeah, as far as the artist development stuff that we was talking about before we broke out, um, Neo The Matrix really was the first person that got me into that lane. Um, I was doing some I was doing some pen work for some artists that he was working with, you know saying, behind the scene. And that just kind of really like close to me and in my camp I was already doing it because I was with experienced people so I learned stuff you know what I mean and then one thing about me man I passed the knowledge feel what I'm saying if, if everybody had it the world would be a better place you know what I mean right and all it is all it is is information what you do with the information is up to you Fact. hmm Okay, how is how is how is Neo, man? I I seen him, I seen him about a when before COVID hit. You know, I dropped off a shirt to him and shit. You guys still doing music together? I was just with him last night, man. He just hopped off the PJ from Vegas. You know, what I man. Neo mm. living life, man. Yeah. He's blessed, bro. Neo's really blessed. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I'm trying to drag him back into music, man. I think I, I think I might have a little something on the album from. 
Yeah, yeah, I know he oh, out there doing his thing. Like he's he having too much fun right now. Music's like at the bottom of the totem pole for him, but you know that's what's up, man. But you mentioned, but shit, it sounds the like you're going, through, the, the like you're going through the whole the rough ride. You said what? Shit, I'm I'm going through the whole I'm going through the whole change. I see that you're working with Neil. Yeah. Now you're doing tracks with Jada, with, with Kiss, you know what I'm saying? I mean, with Jada and Kiss, same person. Jada and Styles, you know what I'm saying? Beanie, that's, before we get to the Jada and Styles, because I know you work with Beanie first. How'd that situation come about? The Beanie situation was pretty organic, bro. For Seagull, probably like two, three times. And like the second time that I opened for him, the vibe was just right, you know what I mean? My team, you know, we did our thing, we showed out, and I just kicked it to him, like, yo, bro, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm trying to do a record, what's up? So let's get in the studio, rest that night. <clears throat> mm. Made it happen, he pulled up, and then the next time he the, the next time he showed up, I, you know what I mean, did a show with him again, and then we did the video. Mm. At, hey, he wanted, a, he wanted a trillist, man. Shout out, shout out the beans, man. That's OG right there, man. That's the Broad Street bully, man. That's uh, my yeah, guy. Big facts, man. Now you mentioned you opened up for him. So tell me, how did you even how did that 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 whole operation work? The whole opening up? Like what was the, the procedures to get those opportunities going? Well, you know, I've been doing this for a little minute now, but at the time, it, it, you know, when I first started doing it, I would do whatever whatever needed to be done to get the exposure to whether it be sell tickets, to open for this such artist, or do this, that, and the third. Um, by that particular time, the, the promotional company, shout out to Gen TV, every time they would bring him down, they already knew that our vibe was crazy. So, you know what I mean? Because we get this shit lit too now. So they would already just book us too. You know what I mean? So... Mm. You already know how you already know how that works. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you in yeah. the building. You okay. gotta do your do while you there. You know what I mean? Like as long as everything is organic, if people are rocking with you, like I done did records with Gorilla Zoe and everything. I done stayed at Gorilla Zoe's house. Like you can't fake you can't fake energy, man. If the energy's pure, the energy's real, you're gonna build it. That's why I say it's always gotta be organic. It can't be nothing forced, you know what I mean? If you're trying too hard. It could be a bad thing, you know what I mean? That's a big fact. That's a big fact. I remember run, you were running around with Gorilla Zoe. We was at, uh, I think me and Danny, shout out my nigga D Beasy. We pulled up to Shepherd's, and then I think Flo Rider had a show. And then you was running around with them, and y'all had to go backstage before he got on the mic and shit. I remember, <laughs> that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So now all of that, all of that grind and hard work, you know, led to working with some of the greatest MCs like we looked up to, Jadakiss, man. I mean, you know, uh, explain explain that, you know, because I know we got a mutual friend that plugged that up, you know what I'm saying? Just explain how you got with him to get to that. Well, well first of all, shout out to my brother Chris Streets, you know what I'm saying? Chris, Chris Streets. Streets definitely played. Him and I, we had a rap crew. We actually had a rap crew back in the day, me, him, and Coda. We was, uh, we them star, starting lineup. We called ourselves starting lineup. That was like, that was like right after one hustle like separated the crew that we had, me, Streets, and uh Coda had a little rap crew and shit. 
Coda had the apartment in Reflections. I don't know if you remember where me and Lamont used to live. Remember Reflections? Yo, I remember that. You remember, hey, you remember you remember when they was recording your boy from the Making the Bad Fred over there? Remember when yeah, Fred from Making the Bad was yeah, over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. You was at that session? You brought me over, you brought me over there. You brought yeah. me over there, yeah. <laughs> My man was out there in the house live. He had the house lines with the with the flea market dog tag chains on with the pictures Hell on. Hell yeah. Looking like he shit? lived across the street. Hey. <laughs> 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 hey, those were hey, those were experiences though. I, even as the gym, I looked, I was like, don't be that nigga when you come up, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that dude. Don't be that, yeah, yeah, nah, I, re- I remember that, that session. Damn, son, that's crazy. I forgot about that. Damn, I did bring you there, huh? That's what's up. So that was the first time you met Streets when I brought you there? Yeah, crazy. Crazy thing is that might have been the first time I met Streets. Damn, so thank God but remember, for me. Streets that's school. crazy. Streets went to school with us, but he was after Holy shit, damn man. Street, sounds like you street, sounds like you owe me some money. Too. Sounds like you owe me some she money. Said, now I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the crazy thing is it was like it's like we relinked back up together like almost right before COVID. Mm. Like he ended up down there and it was just on some organic shit. We started vibing and we laid down a crazy record. The wait hold up record. That shit crazy. That's my, that's my joint right and there. And from there, it's like, yeah, I appreciate it. That that, that record, about this, that's that, that's the one. As soon as, as soon as as soon as they stop acting up with all this COVID shit, he can do what it do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I want I want to talk they, about as soon as they let us start touring again. Right now I want I want to talk about when you uh well man, actually no finish that because we were actually getting into how you met with the streets and then that led to the Jada situation you know what I'm saying because I know you know streets went to New York and he got his situation there but you could, you could yeah Chris that. so Chris, Chris Chris got signed to Jada Kiss mm-hmm. Chris is part of so raspy that's never them mm-hmm. and he you know Chris's mom lived down there all our moms lived down there but that's crazy right right that was that was. See, that, the universe did that, though. Facts. The universe did that, though. You feel what I'm saying? And mm. basically, just, he was out there vibing with us. We was rocking for, like, a good month or two strong, just working. You know, we was in the studio hella times. You know, he, he invited me into some opportunities, you know what I mean? And we was just working, bro. We, we got a tape pretty much coming out, you know what I mean? We got just so much records. Know what I mean? And uh, Chris do the Chris do the parties and stuff too. So you know, through the parties, Jada was on tour. I was I went on tour and shit. And we just made it happen, man. You know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. They just pull up, and then you there, and then the vibe is right, and the shit just blossom. You know what I mean? That's what's up, yeah. man. Hell yeah! Shout out, shout out, Chris. Street. Shout out before that. Hey, but just like we was talking about when we just. The up and coming artist. When I say beat your feet, before any of that happened, I had already been in Atlanta with them. Not even on some. Oh yeah, I rap shit. I was yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'd have been in Yonkers when the locks, when they was doing the complex interview with the locks. I'm at the Juice Up Bar with Styles and them boys. Hey, you know I want to do this. When they 
they see that, that's organic. You get what I'm saying? It was love vibes. It was already love. It wasn't so I mean. Sometimes you get over anxious. Uh, first impression, you can't never take that back. Nah, that's a fact, man. There's a there's definitely a a time and a place for everything. You know what I'm saying? You and you definitely don't want to show up with your hand out. You know, so so adding value is. I'm a firm believer of that. You know what I'm saying? And it and it seems like you and you and Chris was already doing things. I'm sure you know Jaden Styles already heard of you. So when you came to the table, you you know you were already solidified before they even heard of you. So that just made you know the introduction even that much more powerful. You know what I mean? So so that's what's up. But I want to. I want to talk more. I want to talk about. Yeah, shout uh, out to Jada. Shout out to Styles, man. Oh my guys, man. Real deep. Word. I want to talk about when you actually got some traction in the city now. When you uh, because I remember you put that song out. What you call it? And I started seeing that the you know the streets was fucking with it. Clubs was playing it. The DJs was playing, spinning it on the radio. You know, I want you to just elaborate a little bit on that grind and how you know you kind of made that work. You know what I'm saying? How you you know, put it in the DJ's hands and got it to play on the radio. Like, what did you do to make that happen? We went, we went old school with that, bro. We was at mm. every club. We was at every DJ. My right hand man, shout out to T. T was on these DJ's head, bro. You not, you don't got what in the thing? Shut the laptop down. Old school shit. It was just like, damn. It's just about getting people's attention. Like, it wasn't like we was trying to push something that we knew wasn't good work. So it was like, yo, you niggas really need to listen to this. You're not li nah, listening. You got to listen. And once they started listening, it was like, okay, yeah, now nah, this is it. And it, it went good from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I saw a lot of people connect. I saw a lot of people like resonating with that. You know, the video came out. The what you, you associated with the what you call it candy. DJ Shizm was playing it. You know, everybody in the clubs was supporting it. You know, what I'm saying I was like, okay. You know, what I'm saying this is this is bubbling. This situation is bubbling. So that's what's up, man. I'm glad. I'm glad it led to bigger and better things, man. I mean, did you think that was gonna be the one to do it though? Yo, I ain't gonna lie to you. I hate to even sound like this, but like I made it with that intention. There was like a lot going on in the city at that time, and I felt like disrespected. So I was like, you know what? Let me just show you that this what this is what we could do though. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like at that time, there was a lot going on. I had, had the little, you know, what I'm saying the little Rock Nation reps and shit around. Like I was really trying to. So I was like, ah, right, boom. Let me, cause it was always getting. That Oh, he sounds like the New York artist because because I got a vocabulary and I can really put words together. You know what I'm saying? And the, right. the way that I articulate myself. But man, I'm, I'm as Florida as you could get. You feel me? I'm, I'm as Florida as you could get. So at that, I was like, all right, so boom. we did. I did the whatchamacallit. And then it led to the, wait, hold up. And, you know, it almost, that almost, I'm going to see how to put this, like, fully developed is, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I can't. Damn. When you do this, I mean, do this with this, like, it's almost evolving, I guess is the best way to put it. Hmm. 
Yeah, you said, yo, yo, I'm going to be honest with you, you were breaking up something crazy. So the only thing I heard was it's almost like evolving. So everything before the, the evolve, <laughs> I need you to say it exactly the way you said it. <laughs> that fucking bandwidth is low over there, daddy. <laughs> really? Not all of it, not yeah. all of it, but Where's, we got to the part where you was like, Hollywood too. Yo, you said you said you you were saying that the record you wrote it with that intent, and then that's where shit started going haywire. And then that, the follow up was it's almost like evolving. So I'm like, yo, if you said a message, nigga, we missed it. <laughs> yeah, basically, I wrote. I wrote, I wrote that record. I wrote that record with the intent to be an impactful record, like a statement record. If anything, you know what mm -hmm. I mean. And in the pursuit of making that record, I just heard a version artistically of myself that ended up being the final version of what I was an artist, you know what I'm mean? saying? So in that, in the journey of making that record, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it was like, it's a dope record. That's a dope record for me. Yeah, no, nah, it definitely, it, everything, mm -hmm. everything, the stars yeah. definitely aligned on that record. This is really you know not what I'm saying? With me, let me, this is kind yeah. of what's happening. You kind of, kind of like, oh, yeah, that, that that was that, that that was that was like the first record that I did all the business right on. You know what I mean? We own the beats, we own this, that. Like that was definitely a turning point for me. That record. You know what I mean? That's when I, I, I knew a lot of the knowledge, but I didn't apply a lot of the knowledge until about that time in my career. And that was also something I wish I would have did earlier. You know what I mean? And that's why I say sometimes when you're wearing all the hats. Like, I might know I need to register this. I might know these DJs need these and these stuff, or these people might need drops. But to not have somebody consistently on you to remind you that, that'll slip your mind quick. And one day turns into a week, turns into a month. You feel what I'm saying? Six months down the line, you're like, damn, I never sent this whole section of people this song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and those be little things. You know what I mean? That, that's wearing all the hats again. No, right. Nah, that's a big fact, man. Good shit. Good shit. Now, I want to talk about when your daughter was born. You know what I'm saying? Because that, you know, that responsibility can change a man, you know what I'm saying? Let alone an artist, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to talk about, you know, how that, I'm sure it affected you in a positive way, but you know, there's, there's, there's things that we do as men that we kind of alter when, you know, when we have daughters, because we want to be that prime example of what, you know, a man should be and the type of man she should be with, you know, ultimately. So, you know, one, how did that change you as a man? Two, how did that change you as an artist and the way you write, especially like towards women? I'll say this. It was probably the most important day of my life, right? For a couple of reasons. One, it made me realize I, you can no longer be selfish because now it's no longer about yourself, whether it be in pursuit of this dream or not. Because a lot of people don't understand 
when when my daughter was I was with Mike Will at that time, so financially, we was I was doing okay. You get what I'm saying? But it wasn't enough because I'm I'm with this millionaire every day, and yeah, I had a room in the mansion and all that too. But I'm still coming back to my little two bedroom crib, and it's like, damn, this is where I really should be. And, you know, I, I got to put realistic expectations on what can we do to accomplish this though. So it was like, even though I had this rap situation. My hustle grind of myself was so hard during that time period. Like, yo, I got to make sure that this little girl's good for, for whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that she she needs. You know what I mean? So it was almost like almost like a year period that I would still be in the clubs and they would still be playing old records of mine. So, of course, I still had traction, but... It wasn't like new music was being produced, you know what I mean? I might write here and there, but I wasn't in the studio like I probably should have been, you know what I mean? So it was like almost have to re, re-put yourself on again type vibe, you know what I mean? And then that's mm-hmm. when the records also as well, like the time period as the stop reachings and the whatchamacallits came out, you know what I mean? And, and it, it went up from there, you know what I mean? It was go time from there. Like, we, yeah. we was wild boys, man. Shout- Shout out to Mike again. Mike, Mike is my daughter's godfather. That's what's up. You know what I mean? So Mike's birthday is on the 18th of May, and my daughter's is the 19th of May. Mm. So we were celebrating Mike Will's birthday till 4.35 in the morning. I'm coming. I'm home slumped, and I got an hour of rest. I got to go get my – I got – my daughter's about to be born two, three hours. <laughs> like – that, those were moments like that, like yo, not you don't need to do this no more. Now you, you probably shouldn't do this no more. You know what I mean? At right. that point, it was one of the most important people to me, so it didn't matter. Like it's whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a, that's what's up, man. And, I, and I'm glad you know it changed you for the better. And it, it actually sounds like it made you stronger. It made you grind harder. You know what I'm saying? And that's oh, shout out to that record, grind hard. We got. Yeah, I mean, a shameless plug. You know what I mean? Plug, <laughs> but, plug, 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 plug. <laughs> nah, but I'm glad. I'm like glad. I'm glad it course. did, man. I saw. I saw the change in the grind that it that it enlightened in, 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 in the fire that ignited in you when she came about. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what's up, man. Now t- tell me, did did, did COVID God, affect you at weird. all? Did COVID affect your grind at all? You know what I'm saying? Because this slowed a lot of people's grind up, a lot of people's paper up, a lot of people's hopes up. 2020 took a lot of uh, people from us, man. It did. I ain't gonna lie. I was just speaking with my little cousin about this earlier today, too. Um, COVID made you realize if you was a hustler or not, because Hmm. yes, the country shut down, but there was opportunities that was given to a lot of people that if you capitalized correctly, could have jump-started a lot of stuff for you to do future endeavors. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of business owners were created during this pandemic. You know what I mean? A lot of people did go under, which is unfortunate. You know, like I said, it, you know, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. You know what I mean? So it's like, I felt like it brought the hustle out of people, but not to sound like nothing, it ain't really do. I ain't. I wasn't affected by it, if that's what you was asking. Pretty much what I was asking was you personally, was you affected by it in any any way, shape, or form? You yeah. Know what I'm nah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The only way that it really did, 
I'm gonna say this though. The only thing it did affect, it did affect. So I just I, I dropped my last single. I dropped was "Wait Hold Up" with Chris Streets, and that record is crazy that you brought it up because you know you could feel the difference. I felt that momentum with what you call it, so I knew kind of where we was at. So "Wait Hold Up" was the fastest that I felt that like. It was the bigger clubs that I had accomplished, and we was already cracking. I'm talking like the Ritzes and Ebor, and the, you know what I mean, like the, just the bigger clubs. So it was like, damn. And then the COVID shit shut all the clubs down. So it was like, shit. I kind of should have held that bullet, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But at the same time, you gotta feed the people anyways. So we got hella product now. But I feel that's the, that that was the worst part for me. You know, as a as a business owner standpoint, like damn, we probably should have held on to that record. You know what I mean? Like, it's just waited a second. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. You know, we got enough product. We'll keep it pumping. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. You just gotta keep pumping more hits because although that song is hot, you know, it, it, eventually it's gonna run its course. Not saying it won't be a timeless record, but I'm saying you know people want yeah, to hear more. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to keep hitting them, dog. Keep hitting and keep adapting with the time because, you know, nobody predicted this COVID shit. But like you said, it broke a lot of new business owners and shit. So that's what it's all about, man. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, how about, how about yourself? I know I know you don't get questions asked on you. How about yourself? How did it affect you? Ah, huh? uh, man. I mean, honestly, as far as the acting thing is concerned, it, conf- it affected me a lot because all the jobs stopped. Like Hollywood shut down, no filming at all. So you know, I couldn't rely on that. Oh yeah, side, side note, side note, you ain't gonna keep being nonchalant and shit. You really doing like movies on big screens and shit. I seen you. I'm motherfucking watching football commercials. I got my man <laughs> Gillette commercials and shit with the caveman. Like you was out there doing your do like some real movie. You had trailers and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, still do my thing here and there, you know what I'm saying? So then thank you for the for those flowers while I can smell them, my brother. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, like you said, I was doing that. Then COVID came and it just flipped the whole switch on me. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't really rely on that source of income. So, you know, I had to make a pivot. So I saw that everybody was going to be wanting this PPE, you know, this medical supply. So I jumped in, I jumped in with a few uh, medical supplies and basically put my salesman hat on. You know, we both came up in the telemarketing days, you know what I'm saying? And I saw a need for it. So I just aligned myself with some different medical supplies and just like, yo, became an independent contractor for him and was like, yo, listen, I find you buyers, you give me commission. We do the one, two thing like that. And I kind of just been stepping and repeating with that throughout the, throughout this time. And, um, you know, I've been doing pretty well with it. You know what I'm saying? Because of the need and the supply and demand and all of that. So, yeah, it did affect me, but it also, it made me stronger in a sense because, you know, I, I had to tap into my inner hustle. I had to, you know, stop being a dreamer for a second and get back to, you know, that, that nine to five grind. Like even with the, the sales reps that they had, bro, they ain't come from, they, they were new, they were newbies. So they would just share like the inventory they had I did what we used to do, bro. I was calling 300 motherfucking numbers a day. Like, hello, this is Cheyenne from... How you doing today? Good. This is what I got. Doing that shit on a daily basis for myself this time. Not for nobody else paying me nine to five money. This is... eat. You kill... You eat what you kill. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of got on it like that and just kept doing that. And um, 
you know, once I started the Sleep is for Billionaires thing before that, you know what I'm saying? I had all the content. I figured, yo, how am I going to keep building this brand? Because I was solely relying on the uh, the podcast. I was like, fuck it. Let me start the clothing line and just get it popping on social media and push it with the content. And, you know, again, stepping and repeating and just pushing as hard as I can. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much what I'm doing during COVID. I need some more hats. You need some fat boy sizes too, man. That's coming next week. I got you, man. I put I put in a custom order just for you. What you say? You you say you're a six X, right? <laughs> nah, it's all love, brother. You already know. I got you. I got you, man. But yeah, that's but yeah, that's pretty much so, how I adapted, man. And um. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm sad of what happened during COVID, but I'm glad, you know, that, you know, we're still alive to talk about it. That's an absolute fact, man. Every day above, man, it's a blessing, man. It's a day to get better. You know what I mean? It's a day yeah, to strive man. for your goals. Facts, man. I see you got the cookies brand over there, y'all, and I see you've been doing your things with Peeps. Tell me about that opportunity you got. Like, is that like a brand sponsorship you got going on, a brand ambassador type situation? What's that about? I'm definitely a brand ambassador of the company. You know what I mean? We got uh, some situations going there. I don't want to um, prematurely say something I probably shouldn't say, but we definitely have some endeavors with different people. You know what I'm saying? Hey. I ain't gonna say nothing, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, you know I mean, nah, that's so yeah, man. Peep, 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 rocking, man. You know what I mean? Best, yeah. best thing smoking, man. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Well, shit, that's what it is, man. Well, shit, man. I mean. I ain't got no more questions, man. I want you to at least one more thing, man. Tell the, uh, give some words of encouragement or words of advice for people trying to get into this industry, man, and really who want this dream, but really don't have the guidance and know how to get there. And, you know, with COVID happening, even don't even think it's possible anymore, man. Give them some words of encouragement, some guidance real quick, bro. Well, first things first. Anything is possible. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm living proof of stuff that we could only say shit that we dreamed of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't open for Nas. I don't did re- records that are our own records with, you know, people that we idolized growing up in. You know what I mean? So it's like, and you're talking to somebody who had to give away four and a half years of my life. You know what I mean? So, Anything is possible. You know what I mean? Any, anything is possible if you apply yourself. Now, the main thing, like I tell you, is uh, knowledge, man. Learn learn what it is that you want to do. If this music is, is something that you want to do, then fully learn it. Learn every aspect of it. And if you're not going to learn every aspect of it, make sure you got somebody on your team that does know those aspects. You get what I'm saying? And you can do anything. You don't really need people right now. Right now, the biggest thing is financially. You know what I mean? So whatever you can't compensate financially in the music industry, you're going to have to go with grind. You're going to have to outgrind your financial um, shortness. You know what I mean? And just right now, especially in the industry that we're in, I mean, it's, it's a beauty. 
me and you come from an era where this was an art. This is something that we were super passionate about. This is something that we love. This was something was like, you know what? Every time me and you doing a record together, nigga, I want to have a better verse than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Like, I already know. He's like, yo, we going we we, we to smoke this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it was a competitive thing. Like, like playing basketball. It's just like if we all played basketball together, you want to win, don't you? you right. You're not playing the motherfucking game to lose. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, the game almost lost a little bit of that competitive edge. And it's not a bad thing because it also got more unified with that. You know what I mean? Which is, which was a good thing because you could win more unified than you could win divided. So just basically staying on your shit right now, hustle overworks talent, you know what I mean? In the game that we in, cause you can always get better. You get what I'm saying? But you can't, if you're not a hustler, if it's not in you, then you, it's not something that you learn. You know what I mean? You got to really want it. And you know that. You're a testament to that, my bro. I remember when you first told me, you're like, yo, I'm moving to California to be an actor. I'm like, an actor, bro? Where, like, where do you even begin? You know, as a rapper, I could go to a club and try to figure out how I could get my song played. But as a fucking actor, where the fuck do you go to be like, yo, my man, I want this part to be Denzel? You know what I mean? Like... That's different, bro. You know what I mean? And you did that, bro. And you made that shit work. So you are the motherfucking testament to anything mm-hmm. can happen. You get what I'm saying? Like, you are, if anybody is. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate that. Shit like that just just keeps me going, man. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm alive, I'm going to just keep the dream alive. And, you know, I'm going to be motivated by inspiring others. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I see you do that as well, brother, because you inspired me as well. And I see you with Kiss and... Even with Chris Streets, you know who, because, you know, there was a point in my life I was with him every day, and now we moved on, and you with him, and yeah, you're yeah. blossoming. Like, I love that. Yo, shout out to my bro, man. My bro doing his thing, bro. He on the he on a super grizzly, man. Super humble dude, bro. That's my bro, man. Yeah. yeah it's, fu- it's fucking crazy. Now, at towards the end, the camera wants to get perfect. Your camera's perfect right now. So I, before, it was, like, all grainy and stuff, and now it's perfect. That's just crazy, but we're going to make it work, though, man. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. My man, Heavy Lyrics, Johnny Vegas. Let the people know where they can follow you and where they can tap in with everything you got going on, where they can buy the album, Black Tape Project, all that, man. What to do with the business is your boy, Heavy Lyrics, man. You can find me anywhere, any platform, at Heavy Lyrics. Spotify, YouTube, you want it for free, you go on, you can go on that piff, you can go on everywhere, SoundCloud, whatever you want to pay for the support, I love the support. If you just want to listen to it, I love that support too, man. Go run it up, man. We out here. That's what it is, man. Yo, stay up, my brother. I love you. I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to link up. How long you in town for? Man, you know, I'll be out here for a few more days, man. We need to grab a bite, man. You already know. Yeah, yeah, nah, because I'm going to be I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on your side tomorrow. So I'll hit you up, like, early afternoon, Pull and up. we'll figure it out. Pull up, man. I'm out here in the penthouse, man. You know what I mean? I'm li- Every time I step outside, I got to look at the Hollywood sign. You know what I mean? Hey, just to remind yourself where you're going. <laughs> where, where I'm supposed to be. Where we right. at. Now where right. we going, we here. We exactly we here. We here now. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people, 
A lot of people ain't left New York. A lot of people ain't left Tampa. A lot of people ain't left their city. They only been in the city limits. Unfortunately, man. You out here, bro. You out here in Strasburg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it, man. All right, man. I see I see you sipping the tea. You don't forget you get the pinky up and all of that. <laughs> My brother, take care of yourself. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Love is love, man. Thank you for the interview, man. This was great. Can't wait to put it yes, out sir. there, man. Love, bro. Love you, man. Be good, my guy. Stay safe. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. One.